Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 57 of He Book, She Book. He's Mike. She's Becca. And we are back with uh, some sad wrestling news. We have to start out with just a little bit of a tribute to Scott Hall. I know in the last episode we were really hoping that he would pull through when they took him off life support. He did not pull through and unfortunately we lost Razor. Yeah, man, that was a, that was a rough one. Um, he's just one of those guys that was so cool. So cool. And so cool. just so naturally, effortlessly cool. Um, so many people always had so, like, such great things to say about him. And, like, he had his struggles that are well documented in, in numerous different documentaries. Um, you know, the, the Diamond Dallas Page documentary, getting Scott Hall back to where he needed to be. That was a beautiful documentary. And, it, I mean, it was amazing that he, he got that moment that everyone is now quoting. For yes. Him. Um, that final, that that Hall of Fame speech that he got to give, and it was so perfect, and it was it was cool. It was everything that Scott Hall was, and it was awesome that he got to do that. And he got to do it twice because he got to do his Razor induction, he got to do his NWO induction. Mm-hmm. But like the fact that like he got those, and like the moments that we saw him at the end were good, right? Because for a while there, it always seemed like. We were waiting on the bad news after, like, a bad incident. Exactly. And that wasn't the case here. This was a very unfortunate health situation that happened. And, you know, unfortunately, Kevin Nash had me in tears. So it, that was that was rough. We were trying very hard to mentally prepare ourselves for that news after Kevin Nash posted that. Uh, and then... You know, when the time came, it, there was no preparing we could have done. It was a very sad household over here, as it was, I'm sure, for many, many people. And the love that poured out for him was just beautiful. It was very, very sad few days here. Yeah, I mean, numerous tributes uh, right. all throughout wrestling. I mean, Kevin Owens opened up Raw with the Hey Yo. Yo, that was so uh, nice. And, like, it didn't get nearly the pop that it should have. No. I don't think anybody was, like, ready for it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, numerous um, tributes there. I'm, I mean, we'll, I'm sure we'll see them throughout WrestleMania season as well. Because I, mean, mm-hmm. I mean, there are so many things that he gave the wrestling business, and he, he is one of those guys that was so important to where we are now. Um, but like so many moves, so many things that are done now, I mean, we'll see those tributes. I mean, Damian Priest is one guy that a lot of people are reminded of Scott Hall when they watch him. He has a lot of Razor's moveset. Uh, he has the razor's edge, like, as a finish. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, his punches, like, everything. Damian Priest has that vibe. Right. And hopefully he can kind of just take that and run with it. Because, I mean, if you have the vibe of Scott Hall, that's just, like, that's such an incredible building block to have. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, it, it sucked to hear that news. Uh, but luckily we have so many hours to watch back of him just being one of the greats of all time and just being one of those guys that was just, he was effortlessly cool. So cool. Like just such a naturally cool guy. And you're right. Like we can go back and watch almost everything he's done in the wrestling world. And that's awesome. So I totally recommend everybody doing that. Even if you don't know who Scott Hall is, uh, which I, if you like wrestling, I would find shocking. So, but you know, you know who he is. You, you know what match you want to go back and watch, go back and watch it. And then we also just have to real quick touch on Big E, who is uh, maybe going stir crazy with his broken neck, but out here still having a very positive, 
like energy and recovering as best as he can and props to him because I wouldn't be able to be the way he is. Yeah, I'm going to stay glued to that man's Instagram. For real. Just for the next however many months cuz that that's a guy that like like the way Scott Hall is effortlessly cool, Biggie is just like effortlessly just upbeat. Yes. And like he has taken this horrible situation and just turned it into just I just I can't wait to be watching his Instagram cuz like the last time he was out for an extended period of time, he was just on Twitter commenting about like all the inst- the only fans pages that he's been subscribing to he's he was trying to he's become like Becky Lynch's new most. stepdad <laughs> like he's been like I mean I'm just I'm going to be glued to that man's Instagram and Twitter cuz he's already losing his mind it seems yeah it's been a, a week and a half yeah well it's fine we're uh we're going to get into dynamite where we had hangman and Jurassic Express team up against Adam Cole and Red Dragon and Adam Cole gets the win for them and honestly this was a great way to start this show because the crowd was just so into it yeah and very like, hot crowds all yeah, throughout the week I agree with that it was just very good it was a great match from start to finish and then we also had John Moxley and Daniel Bryan's Brian Danielson <laughs> versus Wheeler Yuta and Chuck Taylor. We had Regal in Mox and Danielson's corner, and then we had Orange Cassidy and Danhausen in the Best Friends corner. Cassidy's still in a sling, and like I don't know <laughs> yeah. if like how serious his injury is, or if at this point it's just like for aesthetics. But he's still in a sling. Uh, I am falling in love with Danhausen. You can't not. I he's just he's here. He's cursing everybody. He's hilarious. And then Mox and Danielson get the win. And when the best friends go to leave, Yuta starts walking back to the ring and gets in the ring and tries to shake Regal's hand. And, like, Regal just slapped the shit out of him. Just just laid in just a nasty slap. Right across the face. And, yeah, I mean, Yuta kind of, like, flinched back at him. And then, like, Danielson was just kind of, like, laughing. And, I mean, this would be an interesting – like, if you're Wheeler Yuta – and you're in this situation, and you know that Danielson and Moxley are kind of like recruiting, basically. Mm-hmm. They're trying to take somebody under their wing, and they're creating this faction. Like, why not take that chance? Yeah, right, why not? But at the same time, you're already part of a faction. Yeah. So it kind of looks shit, <laughs> because <laughs> it's like you're monkey-barring. Like, you tried to go to the new, the hot girl over mm-hmm. here, while, like, your your current girlfriend's over here. Like, it's going to make you look really shit, because you just got rejected by the hot girl. Well, it's funny, too, because, like... That's how they ended that. So yeah. what happens with the best friends now? Like, they were all still on the ramp. They should have left. I mean, we'll, we'll they see, should I'm have... sure, some kind of backstage segment. Oh, of course. I'm assuming on the next Dynamite. Yeah. But they should have just left. They stayed on the ramp to, like, watch it play out. And the whole time I was thinking, I was like, well, he just left them. They should have left, and now they should leave you to strand it. I agree. But I don't know. So we'll see where that goes. But that slap, man, that sounded like that hurt. Yeah, and, and so... When I was watching this, you, Wheeler Yuta was not the guy that I would have put into this ordeal. I would have gone with Daniel Garcia, who is in the next segment, because he's a part of the Jericho Appreciation Society. Which, like, I talked shit on before, but I'm here for now. It, it was very entertaining. <laughs> very good promo. Uh, Chris Jericho, just he comes out and says it, and we knew it. He had trademarked the term, or applied to trademark the term sports entertainer. And that's his new gimmick. The man has reinvented himself again. Of course. Chris Jericho comes out and says he is a sports entertainer. And then he he references his old best friend, Kevin Owens. That I loved. 
Uh, he talks about how he, and this is true, Daniel Garcia, amongst other wrestlers, was in a car accident like a year or two ago, uh, got hurt. Jericho is well known for, for donating to GoFundMes, especially like for wrestlers, uh, to help them. And he was recruited, in, Daniel Garcia was recruited into this Jericho Appreciation Society. And Daniel Garcia, it looks like he's about to punch Jericho in the face for saying that he's a sports entertainer. Seriously. All of them were kind of like, excuse, what? What did, you just, just, what did you say? We're pro wrestlers here. <laughs> yeah, he just looks at Jericho and says, if you're a sports entertainer, then I'm a sports entertainer too. Love it. And it just had that fight club, my name is Robert Paulson yeah. energy to it, where it's just like, I'm Daniel Garcia. I'm a sp- I just wanted them to pass the mic around. And, just and all like, of them say it. I'm a sports entertainer. Jake Hager is literally, he's been there. Yeah. He was a sports entertainer. And then you have 2.0 who have names now. I don't give a shit what they are. It doesn't matter. Well, that's 2.0 is a terrible name. So Jericho is correct there. He is correct. He's like, we are not doing that name anymore. It's garbage. And you're going back to like your names. Which were something. Yeah, something. I don't know. They were, I was, I was really into this promo though. Like it, it was very good. It was. It got everybody to be like. Ooh and eyeing, and it, it was a really good promo. It's just, I it's do another... take back the shit that I talked last week on them, yeah. <laughs> and well, like I still don't like the name. We can figure out the name, but they're going by J A S. I don't like. That. Here's the thing: they it didn't need to be a faction, right? Jericho could have just come out and been like, "Listen, I tried the you know the inner circle shit, and we did it for a while, and it was great." Mm-hmm. But now I need to get back to my roots. I am a sports entertainer. It could have just been I am a yes. sports entertainer. It didn't need to be like, let's do this with a whole new yeah. group again. But it's fine. Jericho will make it work because he is one of the best of all time. And he is like probably in all of wrestling and sports entertainment, he is the guy that has reinvented himself successfully more than anyone else. In yeah, the I agree with that. History of wrestling, and it and it just he continues to figure it out. He just he has his finger on the pulse. He knew when the time was to jump ship and go to New Japan mm-hmm. and then create AEW. Like the guy, just I don't know. You, you can't say enough about how incredibly creative Chris Jericho is, and this is this is going to work one way or the other. Yeah, I agree with that. And then you know you got to just and it already had so much heat. It, yes, like yes. just him saying sports entertainer in the AEW crowd. Got so oh, much. Oh, everybody was and making just Daniel like Garcia blown say away. It, who was one of those guys that Brian Danielson mentioned. He's mm-hmm. a pro wrestler, and he's going to be a sports. It's just it's hilarious. The Jericho so Appreciation good. Society is a shit name. Yes, it should just be one of the sports entertainers or some shit. But like Jericho Sports Entertainers, <laughs> or like all elite entertainers or something. But like it could have just been Jericho Appreciation Society. Sounds cultish. Yeah, which is fine if we all want to do the. My name is Robert Paulson. It works even better, but. Yeah, I mean, it, it took – we were down on it last week, but he, he turned it around. He always does. He's Chris Jericho. And the fact that when he was talking about the guys and how he's going to do – he's going to do well by all these guys in this faction now, that's when he no, referenced he Kevin Owens, though. Like <laughs> yeah. That's when he was like, my old best friend Kevin Owens spoke so highly of you, and you guys came here, and he asked me to take care of you, and I'm going to do just that, and you're yeah, no Kevin longer 2.0. And a big Ever-Rise fan in NXT. Yes. They come over to, to – uh, AEW, they're 2.0, which is just, again, what Garbage. a terrible name. Yeah, one yeah. bad name to another. But we referenced this before where we solely believe Jericho is going to retire in WWE against, like, Kevin Owens. And I the fact that. that he was, like, my old best friend, like, he brings up his old self, and I love that. Like, well, that's the benefit of AEW. Yes. Like, we, 
AEW acknowledges that other wrestling companies exist yes. and have existed and, and past relationships exist and have existed. Like, they've mentioned WrestleMania numerous times. Yeah. Um, usually, too, like, to get heat. Like, the mm-hmm. AEW crowd does not want to hear anything sports entertainment related. They don't. And Jericho knows that, and he just, and he worked it but perfectly. But that's how you get the, the exact, well, heat and the exact, like, reaction that you're looking for he is so talented in that aspect in every aspect and it's tough for and him to so get creative yeah it it's is. tough for him to get booed especially with that song he's got i think he has to change his theme song yo he even said some i forget what exactly he said and everybody's cheering and he starts like kind of like breaking character and like laughing a little bit and me and you look at each other and we're like i think he was supposed to be getting booed there he's trying like he's trying to get booed and everybody's like cheering for him because you're right like his song is so good everybody loves his song he comes out he knows what to say everybody's behind him i didn't expect us to talk this long about chris jericho and look at us now (laughs) like well yeah let's let's move on let's go to wardlow that big (laughs) hunk meat castle wardlow (laughs) uh takes on scorpio sky for the tnt championship wardlow finally Gets that opportunity to Finally. be out on his own. He's destroying Scorpio Sky. He's doing his just power bomb assault. And just, you know, nonsense occurs. Of course and nonsense we get occurs. Some, we get some chicanery. And we have MJF interfere. Sean Spears with the distraction. Dan Lambert gets involved. Everybody and their mother gets involved in this match. And Scorpio Sky is going to get the win. Of course. And Wardlow, we assume now... We'll move on to a feud with MJF and Sean Spears and I guess maybe even this entire faction because, I mean, we talked about this last week and I think the week before. What do you do with MJF now? Yeah. Do you run it back with Punk one more time? And they, they've they've let it breathe. They let both guys kind of mm-hmm. just take the time to get out of people's minds and then they come back. Yeah, and this MJF, is the first time that we have seen MJF yep. since that match with Punk. And he comes out. He's got the ring, hits Wardlow with it. And, I mean, it, it seems like we're going to go down that route, which is interesting. Like, does MJF do, like, the five um, the five trials of Wardlow and, and to get to a match with MJF? Like, do we do a whole, um, like, is the point of this feud just to get Wardlow to face MJF? Is MJF just trying to fuck with Wardlow? Like, it's, there's a lot to be told in that story, but Wardlow, from his promo after his big win, made it seem like he just wants to be completely done with that. Right. It seems like he doesn't want anything to do with MJF, even if that means, like, retaliating here. Who knows? Maybe he'll change his mind now that he was attacked. Well, I think he's going to murder Sean Spears. Yes. That's my prediction. I do think that. And I know either last week or the week before, I said something along those lines about how he should, he's going to end up going against Sean Spears before he goes against MJF, because that's MJF's move. Yeah. You want to match against me, you're going to go against Wardlow. And obviously he can't go against Wardlow because it is Wardlow. So you want to match against me, you're going to go against Sean Spears. He's going to kill Sean Spears. And that's going to be sad because we love Sean Spears. Love Sean Spears. But... I don't know if he's going to do that whole five stages or, or what he's going to do. And I, I feel like a little bit of me thinks Wardlow's just going to dominate and get to MJF, you know? And the other side of me really thinks that Wardlow's going to be like, no, go fuck yourself. I want nothing to do with you. Yeah, and just kind of like turn route, his back. That's the route I would go right Right. Now, is like get Wardlow his wins. Because, I mean, right. you don't want to give MJF like another loss here. But I feel like it's got to be. Like it, Wardlow has to get the win right. over MJF at like the end of a long feud with him. Uh, we still have not seen Punk. No. Punk is still just missing in action. We don't know what's next for him. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, that was 
Scorpio Sky is still your TNT champion, is the point. And he's carrying around one title, but Dan Lambert has the second one. So annoying. So I'm still kind of annoyed yeah. by the whole two title thing. It's one fucking title. Let's stop <laughs> pretending that it's two. It doesn't make any sense. Like, Sammy should have never carried both titles, and then He when... should have carried them for, like, a week, and that would have not been Not even. It. Not even. He should not have even... Ca- he should have been like, yes, I won this title back. I won this title. Not I won these titles. And then he should have just moved on with one belt. And then when Scorpio Sky won, he should have just taken the one belt. He should have just pretended the other belt was non-existent and threw it away. Not give it to Dan Lambert. Yeah, he didn't, like, unify titles. Like, Mm -mm. I don't know. No, he was like, oh, I'm going to go give this one to Dan Lambert. And, like, okay, whatever. I thought Lambert was just going to, like, put it in a showcase somewhere, not wear it around with him. Annoying. But the Hardy Boys are back. They're the Hardys here. And they're going against Private Party. Everyone is so hype to see the Hardys back together. Of course. Because, ha- like, how yeah. can you not be? Yeah, especially, like, they are the Hardys yes. in AEW. They have the music. They have the look. They have everything. They have the history. Everybody's always excited to watch the Hardys. And, I mean, you don't even have to watch wrestling. Because you, you might have watched wrestling 20 years ago. And exactly. you know who the Hardys are. You're going to be excited to watch it. Um, and, and this is, like... I feel like every time they get back together, it's the last time. I but know. Like, I mean, this one, it it, uh, it also feels like, hey, this might be our last hurrah as, like, a team outside of WWE, at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, they get the win over Private Party. Obviously, AEW Tag Division still is just unbelievably stacked. So stacked. And then we get to our main event. We have Thunder Rosa versus our AEW Women's Champion, Britt Baker, inside of a steel cage for the AEW Women's Championship, and this match was brutal. It had thumbtacks again, mm-hmm. uh, and it was, I mean, Thunder Rosa got, like, a nice, like, mariachi band <laughs> to play her to, yeah. the, to the ring, and, like, you could tell when she came out, she had a completely different demeanor than she did at Revolution. Yes. We noted on this podcast that at Revolution, Thunder Rosa, when she came down, she looked Defeated. defeated. Like, she didn't want to be there or she knew what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. This was a different vibe from her. Yeah, for sure. This was like, I'm in front of my hometown crowd. I'm going to give it my all. This match is going to fucking hurt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm going to get this win. And she goes out there. This match was was just violent. The cage was weird. Yeah, it, like, didn't touch the ground, which I yeah, thought was it weird. Yeah, like it, it didn't quite get to, like, the edges of the ring. But then I, you found out why later. Because, one... Britt Baker brought in every chair she could have found under the ring. Yeah. And, of course, there was thumbtacks. Right. So, like, she had to be able to get under the ring. It makes sense for why now. Like, But still, it, it was it was weird. You had a ref bump. You had to bring another referee in. Mm-hmm. Britt Baker, like, stacked, like, seven or eight chairs. Oh, my God. This looked brutal. If Britt Baker would have weighed more, this wouldn't have been nearly as brutal. I do think if she... There was, like, two chairs that turned it into a table, basically. And I think if she didn't have those two chairs there, when she got thrown into this pile, they would have collapsed a little bit more. But I think those chairs really made, like, foundation. Yeah, because, like, she didn't have enough falling before she hit those chairs. But, like, oh, she hit those chairs and they just didn't budge at all. Oh. And it just looked bad. And I then, hurt watching that match. Yeah, she she gets the thumbtacks out, and of course the person that brings out the thumbtacks is going to go in the thumbtacks. Of course. And, like, shout out to Ref Aubrey, who eventually makes her way down to the ring to be the new referee in this match. She counts that three 
in, in those thumbtacks, thumb like just like a champ. Like what the hell? Like what is wrong with you? For real, <laughs> like, we're like you clear some space. She went from God the damn. side that had no thumbtacks and ran around to the other side I and know. then just hand in the thumbtacks yeah. one two three. And you know what? I loved this match. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really good. And I heard backlash about this about how Britt wasn't selling landing in the thumbtacks, how there was too much blading going on, how that thing with Thunder Rosa at the end where she was trying to like write in her stomach with the blood like yeah, how that was, that was like a fail which it kind of was, it was but like fail. you know like i don't know i heard a lot of negative things around this match but the more i'm what i'm learning is the more wrestling that happens the more negative your things you're going to hear from wrestling fans like nobody is more negative than wrestling fans and that freaks me out i don't understand that yeah but i really liked this match and like i mean we're we've made it very clear when we get angry that people aren't selling things and Sammy like, Guevara. <laughs> and like I I don't know. I don't I didn't think Britt wasn't selling landing in the thumbtacks. Like I feel like she landed in the thumbtacks and she was like, shit, these are thumbtacks, let me get out of these. You well, know, like I didn't so think that it was like no selling. My only problem with this match, and I, I liked the finish, I liked the match in general. I liked that there wasn't that interference that right, you saw in every no Britt Baker match. There was just it was just Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker. Right. Thunder Rosa gets the win. She is your new AEW champion. Finally. Finally. And the the reign of Britt Baker is finally over. Um, But my only problem with this match is that the AEW Thumbtack budget needs to come down. Yeah. (laughs) Like, we need to slash a couple zeros off of that Thumbtack budget. There's too many Thumbtacks going on. This is the third Thumbtack spot, I think, right? Is it the third this year? It's March, guys. It's only March. We had the, um, when it was the Bunny and, uh, was it Penelope Ford? was the Bunny's partner versus Ty Conti and Anna Jay. There was thumbtacks in that match. There was thumbtacks in the MJF and CM Punk match. That was two weeks ago. Yes. There was, And then there's thumbtacks in this match. And, like, we've already seen Britt Baker with thumbtacks. Mm-hmm. And, like, I get, like, we can't keep doing the same spot over and over again. It loses yeah, its, like, cool factor. we need to take a, a thumbtack break for a while. Like, yeah. we don't need to see thumbtacks again for probably at least six months. At, like we're done with for the year. <laughs> like Tony Khan, close your Home Depot or Staples account wherever you get your thumbtacks. Close, just stop going there. We need to stop with the thumbtacks for at least the next year. We've already had three of those spots. That was my only critique of this match. I loved this match otherwise because it's just if you keep doing the same thing, it was the problem with Britt Baker's whole run. Right. For like the last six months was like we kept saying. This is the same match. Same match over and over again. You have people interfering. The ref gets distracted. You end up losing, but then you end up winning. Then you have this match, and it's just it's the same thing that happened two two mm-hmm. weeks ago, and we and we didn't need it. Right. This was already a steel cage match. You already had chairs, which shouldn't even be in a steel cage match anyway. Right. It was just like you're putting hats on hats on hats. It was a great performance by those women. But let's 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 stop with the thumbtacks for a while. Yeah, we need to take a little bit of a break from the thumbtacks. But we can move on to Rampage. We had the Butcher versus Darby Allen. Very long match. Um, a lot of people were saying this should have only been like a five minute match. But this cut. There's a Rampage openers always are long. They're always long. Like we had a commercial break in the middle of it. It was a two part segment basically, and then the Butcher controlled most of this match because duh, he's a huge human being. Shout out to the Butcher. This dude has changed his look so much. Yeah. 
over the last couple of years, he kind of looked like. I mean, I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to say he looked bad, but he looks better now. Yeah. He got. He has a much cooler look. He's much more lean. He looks healthy. He looks uh, like scarier now, like more yeah. like fierce. Well, yeah. He doesn't just look like a, a guy that you found at the bar. Like he, yeah. He seems like the guy that like runs it or some shit. But, yeah. Like Darby Allen always puts on these matches, and Darby Allen takes the term suicide dive too far. Every time. Uh, everybody's talking about how Darby Allen just almost threw himself through the barricade. But the Butcher controls most of this match. Darby's going to win by countout. And Darby Allen is in just this position of he doesn't really have anything going on, but we're going to keep stacking those wins just for when he does. I love it. Like, I don't know I'm why. I'm so behind Darby Allen. Listen, Darby Allen's great, and he is one of those four pillars, and he's one yeah. of those guys that AEW can always go back to, and he's still so young. Mm-hmm. But he's one of those guys, like, with MJF, like, you can always go back to. They don't need to be doing something right now because they're interesting enough on their own. That right. They don't need to have a feud at all times. But, like, when's the last real feud Darby had? Like, that was, like, actually, like, something. I feel like it's been too long. Like, get this like guy we in the fucking program. we were trying the, like, Andrade route, and then that didn't even really... Yeah, it completely... Like, nothing really came out of that. Yeah, it completely petered out. Sting refused to sell the boy. <laughs> and, like, we're just like, okay, I guess we'll move on from here. Right. And then, you know, the house of... Not the house of Hardy. Um, the Hardy Foundation, whatever it was. Yeah, now it's the Andrade yeah, they were, organization. Yeah, they're a thing now. So, like, he literally just basically bought... Hardy's guys instead of Darby Allen, and then we just moved on. And then we also had Layla Hurst versus Red Velvet. There was a brawl before the match because, you know, this is AEW. There's always a brawl before the match. Chris Statlander gets involved. There's a distraction there. Red Velvet gets the win because of this. My only comment here is the last, uh, I think it was on Dynamite, actually, that uh, Chris Statlander, like, wiped her face paint off. And it was meant to be like, oh, like, she's going to kind of go a different route. And she, like, she still had face paint. On Friday, but it was different. Like sh- I think she's going away from like the "I'm an alien" yeah. gimmick. Chris Statlander's cool, man. Chris Statlander's strong. She's a great wrestler. She could be somebody that they could push to the top. Red Velvet and Layla Hirsch, I feel like we're just kind of here just so Chris Statlander could work her way into something. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm big fan of Chris Statlander. She could be the next person to take on Jade, who was not here. Yeah, we did not see Jade. We don't at get all. Jade Cargill, so. You know, I do think we're going to see Britt try to take on Jade. But also, here's the problem with this Rampage show. March Madness is happening. Yeah, and this started two hours late. This ma- <laughs> almost <laughs> like, two hours. So, I mean, I'm going to watch all the match ba- March Madness games anyway. But I'm I'm too tired to two hours late. Yeah, two hours late. Y'all should have figured this out. Some like put it on Saturday or put it on a different day. Y- y'all should have yeah, figured this, this point, out. Put it on Thursday. We don't watch wrestling on Thursday. Put it on Thursday. Put it on a different day. You can't have, like, and it's a good thing because, like, nothing major happened on Rampage. No. You had the House of Black beat Bear Country and Fuego del Sol. Okay. Cool. Keith Lee beats Max Caster. Okay. Like, there wasn't really anything huge. Swerve did come out and help Keith Lee, which is cool. But, I mean, there wasn't really anything big that happened. But, God damn, two hours late. Two hours late for a one-hour show just doesn't seem worth it to no, me. I'm man. sorry. No. And I love me some wrestling. Darby Allen is on this show. Like Tony Khan, figure it out. Yeah, like, figure it out. There have been plenty Put it on of, YouTube. I don't even fucking care. There have been plenty of times where we've floated it to Saturday. Yeah. I mean, but here's the thing. You're also going to have March Madness on, on Saturday, Saturday, and you're going right. to have it on Sunday. So, like, you, there's it's tough to figure out. I mean, even, yeah, put it on, like, YouTube. Put it somewhere that people can watch it on time. Yeah. 
or on a different channel. Like, I don't know. I mean, March Madness kind of, I feel like, takes over most channels. But YouTube, you could do that. All the dark matches are on YouTube. Why not? Could have. Could have just had it continue after Dynamite, like how they tape it. Mm. They could have just been like, hey. Yeah. Like, find out, like hey, we're going to do a three-hour Dynamite. Right. Like, we're going to stop Dynamite at, at 10 and then continue into Rampage until 11. Like, they could have figured that out. I hope they do next week because... I don't know. This is going to be a minute if it's all of March Madness, you know. So hopefully we can figure that out. But we can move on to Raw. We have Kevin Owens out here saying that he is going to beat the living hell out of Stone Cold. And then he stunners the camera guy, poor camera guy, innocent bystander here. And then in a backstage segment between Kevin and Seth, he's talking about how Seth needs to figure something out for Mania. Because Seth doesn't have anything figured out. And Seth's like, oh, I got it, I got it. And he goes out to the ring. And while he's out there, it, it's funny because he came out while other people were celebrating their win in the ring, which yeah, was like Rhea, weird. Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan win in a tag match because they're going to be in the, the the women's tag match at WrestleMania. So we're kind of building them up. Yeah. We talked about this last week. Poor Rhea just yeah. can't get singles runs, continues to be in the women's tag division but they're for like some reason. celebrating their win, and then Seth Rollins' music hits, and he just starts coming down the ramp and basically, like, kicks them out of the ring. Like, it was a very weird entrance for him. Very rude. But, you know, he's saying, Kevin Owens reminded him of something. He wanted to come down here and say that he needs Kevin Owens to come down here. He needs his best friend by his side, and he's going to tell them what's going on. He wants to have a talk show at Mania and have Stone Cold on his talk show. Hilarious. Honestly, which is hilarious. so funny. And, and Kevin Owens is like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Like, that's what I'm doing. You can't do that. Like, that's what I'm doing. And Seth's like, no, 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 you're right. There can only be one talk show at Mania. We should have a match tonight. And then whoever wins that match gets their talk show with Stone Cold. And Kevin's still sitting there like, no. Like, this was my idea. We're, we're not doing that. And Sonya comes out and was like, no, that's a great idea. We're, we're going to do that. It, Seth, if you beat Kevin's, you take Kevin's spot at Mania. You get the talk show. You get all of this. And then Kevin's was even back. Kevin Owens was backstage just, like, asking Sonya, why are you encouraging someone stealing someone else's idea? Like, he was not happy. Well, let's, let's, let's kind of lay the groundwork of where Raw was. Right. We talked about this last week. Yep. Raw was in Jacksonville, mm-hmm. home of the Jacksonville Jaguars, home of AEW. There's a current free agent from AEW mm-hmm. that was an EVP of AEW. His name's Cody Rhodes. Mm-hmm. That most people expected to make their debut on this night because right. we're in Jacksonville. Seth Rollins still doesn't have an opponent. Seth Rollins is trying to now steal Kevin Owens' thunder and his segment with Stone Cold Steve Austin at WrestleMania. We're going to have a match at the end of the show to determine if that is the case. So we watch wrestling, right? Mm-hmm. We watch all of Raw. Mm-hmm. That three-hour-long show. Three-hour-long show, which I guarantee there were so many people that do not stay up all three hours to watch yeah, this I agree with show. That. that watched this show specifically because at the end they were expecting something, something, Cody Rhodes. Right. And we were. Like, when Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins have this banger of a main event, we were like, all right, either Cody Rhodes is going to get involved and he's going to ruin Seth Rollins' chance at winning, Kevin's is going to win, Kevin's, Kevin is going to win, and that's going to start a feud between Seth Rollins and Cody Rhodes, or, you know, Kevin's going to just win and then Seth's going to sit there kind of like mopey, like, well, what do I do now? And then Cody Rhodes would come out. 
Kevin Owens wins, and then the show ends. Oh, yeah, we're watching the clock. Like, as this match is going on, I was like, okay, we're only going to get two minutes? We're only going to get a minute of Cody? Yo. The man, Furious. The man doesn't show up. They got us. They, they straight yeah, up. They got they us. They got us. They got us good. They those, knew how to keep those, their ratings. Those sons of bitches, they got the us. Trolls. They got us to watch the full three-hour show live. I didn't get my afternoon nap on the couch. Nope, my nothing. Roll ca- my roll nap. Unbelievable. But so then, so we are still under the assumption that Seth Rollins, who now doesn't, still doesn't still have a match. Still does not have a match. Will be facing Cody Rhodes at WrestleMania. Right. We said last week, or I did, that that was like this past Raw was the time to do this mm-hmm. and to build this feud. Now we're at the point where we're not building a feud. No, Mania is on we're, the second of April. That is two weeks from now. Yeah, like we're not. We don't have time to mm-hmm. build a feud. We have time to build to a moment. Right. And at this point. Just debut the guy at WrestleMania. Yeah. Have Seth Rollins be out there for, for whatever reasons. Be like, I should have a match. Like, I think you could do, because I mean, Kevin Owens and, and Stone Cold, I feel like should be the main event of probably night one, I guess. But Yeah, but have Charlotte Seth Rollins, and Ronda are the main event of night one. Stop it. <laughs> so <laughs> you have Kevin Owens and Stone Cold, and like Kevin Owens is going to introduce Stone Cold, but Seth comes out, right? Mm-hmm. Seth's like, I should have this moment. Boom. Cody comes out. Big moment. And then those guys decide that they're going to have a match on night two. I like that idea. And then you, then you can have Stone Cold come out. And then I wanted to talk about Stone Cold a little bit here because he was on the Rich Eisen show on Peacock uh, on Steve Austin Day, which was 316 this past mm-hmm. week. And they were talking about this WrestleMania match. And here's the thing. It's not a match. This is a segment. This is the it's Kevin Owens show. Right. Stone Cold was talking about how the worst thing you can do as a wrestler is to stop wrestling, basically. Mm-hmm. Is to get off of the road and stop. And that Kevin Owens had a huge advantage because he's been wrestling for the last 20 years. Yes, so... And hasn't stopped. And Stone Cold is trying to get into ring shape. Right. Why do you need ring shape if you're going on a talk show? So, like... We're all under the impression that this is going to end in some kind of physical of way. Of course. But As I'm, it should. The way Stone Cold is selling this mm-hmm. is like he's going to have a wrestling match. Yeah. So I don't know if that, like, that night one idea becomes the night, like, that becomes your, like, Kevin Owens show on night one, Stone Cold and Kevin Owens night two, although I wouldn't do that because I think Kevin, Stone Cold should be the main event. I agree with that. If he's going to have a match. Mm-hmm. So... That should be your night one. Like, maybe you open the show with that and close the show with that. Yeah, bump Ronda and Charlotte and make them, like, the pre-main event. They could bump (laughs) Ronda and Charlotte to the pre-show and nobody would give a shit anyway. It's actually crazy. I mean, some people are behind it. We'll talk about them later, but some people are behind it and I am not one of them. But, yeah, like, Stone Cold is is acting like this is a match. So that is super intriguing. Um, Kevin Owens does win that match against Seth Rollins. So we do have Kevin Owens and Stone Cold having that segment. P.S. Seth is still left without a dance partner, and we did get, like, it's not breaking news, but I guess it is. Yeah, but, like, uh, P.W. Not. Insider broke that, like, Cody officially signed two weeks ago. What are you doing? Right, like, is this the roads to WrestleMania or not? Because how is it going to be if he's not here before Mania? Like, he needs to pop up 
now this week if he's going to like start a match or do exactly what you say like just pop up at mania i think yeah just pop up it's gonna be weird like how do you get seth in the ring for that moment well i think if you're like i think you're exactly or, like, you right just like, give seth an open challenge at mania which is weird i hate that no like i think kevin owens comes out to like start the ko show and then seth comes out all salty like no, I should have this. I should have this. This should be mine. And then Cody comes out like, you're a bitch. Stop doing this to your friend. <laughs> and then we could do that match later. Or we just go back to my original plan weeks ago about how he doesn't even debut until the Raw because he is coming. Oh, you know what? That doesn't even work because they're saying that he's signing to Raw and I want him on SmackDown with Roman. So that doesn't even work. Nope. Hate this. <laughs> <laughs> Cody has left us in just a weird, weird spot. Yeah, we're stuck now. Thanks, Cody Rhodes. Appreciate it. Uh, anyway, we have RK Bro with the championship celebration. They're here. Randy throws Riddle a party. Uh, Riddle says this is like the best night of his career, which I mean, it's kind of sad, but also I guess cool because this is his best friend. Uh, the Street Profits interrupt because they're the Street Profits. It turns into a match. Which, of course, the Alpha Academy interferes with, and then that ends in a DQ. So, th- these three tag teams have been going at it for the last few weeks. They're going to continue going at it until Mania, for sure. We have Finn Balor versus Damian Priest. For whatever reason, Austin Theory is here. Damian Priest wins. Austin Theory attacks Finn's, takes it, Finn, takes his selfie. No idea why this is happening, other than the fact that Finn and Theory had a match the week prior. This felt like... Like, Vince lost his notes from six weeks ago and just found them mm-hmm. and was like, oh, shit, you know what? We forgot to do Austin Theory attacking Finn Balor. Yeah. Again. Mm-hmm. And, like, we decided to put it here. Like, Austin Theory is, is somehow... On both shows. He's building feuds on both shows right now. He's somehow building a feud with Finn Balor, even though Damian Priest is in a feud with Finn Balor. Yes. And he's building a feud with Pat McAfee, which we'll get to in a moment how awesome that is. But, like... I don't know what the fuck is going on with Austin Theory and Finn Balor because it's not going to be a match at Mania. It feels like Priest and Finn are kind of destined like, for that. Maybe it's just like Austin's going to do this post-Mania? That's what I'm thinking. Like right now we have Damian Priest and Finn lined up for Mania and we have Austin Theory and McAfee lined up for Mania, but Vince wants something lined up for Theory after Mania. You know, like we could have so already give that to we, Finn. We already had that set up. Oh, I know. Because like weeks ago, Damian or Austin Theory was attacking Finn Balor. Yeah. We could have just built off of that. Having that here was just weird. It gets Damian Priest to win, which is fine, but it just it felt awkward. And then Very speaking weird. of awkward, Edge has been just in an emo phase. Seriously, I um... he's got new music. Pfft, he's mad. got this weird blue lighting Hate that it. he has again this week. He, and, and he, I mean, he, he built another promo. He's building this feud with AJ Styles by himself. By AJ himself, has yeah. yet to be here since the first attack. But Edge is like, he's doing this reinvention thing and it's fine, but it's uh, weird. I don't think it's fine. Like, and he's sitting there like, this is who I really am. This is the real me. And, and Beth Phoenix Beth is just Phoenix tweeting is, like, no, it's yeah, not. Yeah, Beth's out here like, honey, no, it's not. Sit down. Like, no, no, it's not. Yeah, bring your daughters um, to school. I do not like this, and it's very weird for me not to like an Edge promo, but I am not a fan of it. I hate the blue lighting. I know I'm really weird in particular about lighting. I've made plenty of comments on this podcast over the years about NXT lighting, about Edge's lighting, about the red lighting with the Fiend. Like, I have, I'm very weird about lighting. Hate it. Absolutely hate it. Uh, we also had Bianca Belair versus Dewdrop for whatever reason. 
Nikki A.S.H. is like with Dewdrop now. Like she came out with her. Bianca gets the win. Becky Lynch comes out of nowhere, even though she was like supposedly in the hospital and wasn't going to be making it to Raw. She and comes, she's in like her full gear. Yeah, she comes out and she attacks Bianca, and then it's later reported that Bianca is out with a fractured hyoid hyoid bone in a bone in her throat and she's out until further notice becky lynch was in the hospital for like i don't know something with her vocal cords or something like uh, basically becky lynch was like you've heard of an eye for an eye this is a neck for a neck they're both going to be out until mania which is two weeks from now we know that we yeah. know that we're still going to get that like, match at mania bianca being out until further notice really just means bianca is not going to be seen until wrestlemania yeah um so i wanted to just talk about this Bianca and Dewdrop thing. Yeah. Okay. Because somebody noted, I think it was on Reddit, that, like, this is, like, the sixth time uh-huh. that Bianca has faced Dewdrop. And we talked about this, like, while we were watching. Like, how many times are we going to do this? Yeah. Where we're supposed to be surprised that Bianca can get Dewdrop up for the KOD. Yeah, she's it's done not it a surprise multiple times. Guys. She is the strongest woman on that roster. Like, this so is, like, when John Cena picked up the big show a hundred times, mm-hmm. and we were all like, oh, my God, he can pick him up? That's amazing. Yeah. Like, Bianca can pick up Dewdrop. We know this. Yeah, we've seen it multiple times. And she's done it, like, six times already. Like, I get that, like, it's a cool spot because Dewdrop's a bigger lady, but, like... <laughs> like something else. It's not cool every time because we know that she can do it. So it's, it's like thumbtacks in yes. AEW. Yes, yes. It's like stop doing the same exact thing because it's mm-hmm. not cool if we do it over and over again. Right. Again, give it some time and then maybe like if Bianca had struggled for the last five weeks to get her up and finally did it this yeah. time, awesome. But she's done it every fucking time. Yeah. And she's struggled in the match, but then she's done it in the match. And so yeah, like Nikki and Dewdrop are now just Becky's friends? henchmen. Yeah, like I just don't it's get weird. it. I don't get it. It's very weird. Uh, we also had Battle of the Giants between Omos and Commander Aziz. Omos gets the win. Zelina Vega and Liv Morgan are going against each other. We have Rhea, who is Liv's partner now, and Carmella, still Zelina's partner, are ringside. Carmella's just, like, sitting on Corey's lap the whole time. The other announcers are just, like, annoyed at them, which is honestly hilarious. It was probably the best part about this match and the fact that Liv won. The Mysterios versus the Hurt Business, who are still a thing. The Hurt Business are still here. No, they're not. We have Logan Paul and The Miz on commentary. The Mysterios win, and The Miz and Logan Paul jump in and start attacking them. And then, the best part about Raw since October, Veer is coming. Prove it. He is coming. Picks He's walking. But he's coming. Veer is never coming. It's like, it's so Veer, you know fucking what, weird. You know what they should do? Veer should debut at WrestleMania. They, Kevin Owens should should call out Stone Cold and then Veer fucking comes out. No, then we don't get Stone Cold? Yeah. How much heat would that be? Oh my god, that would Veer be Veer would be the biggest villain in the history of wrestling. If, like, he just attacks Stone Cold backstage and we don't get, like, Stone Cold coming out. Oh my god. Ugh, that would be awful. Don't put that in the... Don't... Don't manifest that. Then we have SmackDown, where one of the craziest things I've ever seen, again, involving Brock Lesnar, happens. Uh, Roman Reigns comes out with the bloodline, Paul Heyman. Paul's telling him how Brock Lesnar is having travel issues, and he's stuck in, like, Saskatchewan or wherever he lives, and he's not coming anymore. So as Roman's talking shit, Paul's like, oh, wait, I got an update. Brock will actually be here in, like, a few minutes. Those travel issues, I've never seen travel travel issues resolve themselves within so three minutes. It was very quick. And then Roman, like, got annoyed and was like, all right, I'm leaving and just, like, left. But it was very bitch-like. 
Because he kind of looked like he was just like scared, like, oh shit, Brock's coming, I gotta get yeah. out of here. And, like, and then Paul and like, ran runs away. Like a little girl. Yeah, so like they run to the back. Camera follows them to the back. They get into a car. Brock is here on a forklift, drives the forklift into their car. Yeah, Tempted Brock, murder. Brock got from Saskatchewan to SmackDown and into a forklift in, in like in three five minutes. minutes. Right. So he runs this forklift into their car. And then, then immediate commercial break. Uh, which super annoying. So, like, this was a murder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, a cliffhanger. Right. Then, as he's, like, lifting the car and flipping the car, Roman and Just his cousins. a grand old time. Yeah, they get out of the car. They go to get into a different truck. As the, they start to drive away with the truck, Brock, like, catches them and opens the door and rips one of the doors off of the truck. I mean, super dangerous spot. I don't know what so the, crazy what to me. This, like mechanically, but that seemed crazy dangerous so to have just dangerous. a truck peeling off and Brock's going to rip the car off the fucking thing. It, it was so. This was hilarious for many reasons. One, when Brock is having fun at the expense of like others, yeah. and like with violence, it's terrifying. Absolutely horrifying. But also very entertaining. Like I don't know if. Like, I don't know if Diggerland still exists or if yeah, that's a I'm thing in sure other places, but, like, Diggerland is here. basically, like, it's supposed to be for children where, like, they can take, like, um, like forklifts and, like, um, what are, like, the, like, bulldozers and, like, shit like that. And, and just, like, move dirt. Trucks. Yeah, like, just move dirt around. Yeah. It's supposed to be, like, fun for kids. That's what this was for Brock Lesnar. Yeah, he just he got to do it, like, with trucks. with a forklift with a car that had human beings in it, and then also, I'm going to tear a truck apart. And then he brings the truck door that, this is the best part him. he just starts carrying the truck door to the ring with him he does his whole in-ring promo leaning on the truck door like as if this man couldn't get more terrifying he's now ripped a door off of a truck and then proceeds to just carry it around with him like it's his purse and just like it's nothing like i probably couldn't lift a car door if i was like just like walk around with it like it was nothing and brock's just like this is my new you know it's, well, it's my new accessory well, you might recall a few years ago when J&J Security was uh, with Seth Rollins. Oh, yeah. Brock Lesnar destroyed a car. Mm-hmm. And then threw one of the car doors into the audience. Oh, yeah. Hitting a human being. Mm-hmm. And, like, that was one of the craziest things I've ever seen because he launched that fucking car door. Yeah, well, they were probably like this time, like, you can take it to the ring, but it can't leave your yeah. side. <laughs> yeah, do not throw this door this time. They probably had to give tickets to that guy. But, like, I mean, yeah, this was just, it was fun. It was silly. Uh, some people, I'm sure, because wrestling fans hate everything. I'm exactly. sure some people hated this because there was weird camera angles and weird camera work. Some things were better edited later on. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it was a fun segment. It, it it wasn't. It didn't make me want to watch this match anymore than I already. No, sometimes did. I keep forgetting that all of these things between Roman and Brock is leading up to their Mania match because, like, I don't. I, I don't want to say, like, I don't care, but, like, I'm petrified of Brock Lesnar. I've made that very clear in my life. But, like, last week when he was just chasing Paul Heyman around, that was a lot of fun. Roman wasn't there. This week, Roman's here. Roman runs away, too. Like, I keep forgetting that this is because they're building up for that Mania match because they're not doing anything. Like, they're not fighting, which I like. Yeah. But they're also not really, like building towards that i don't know it's it's like one keeps running from like you just keep running from brock makes me think that roman's going to win in the long run because like he's just running away this time like the, all of these times he's running away well you had the madison square garden match yeah uh was it like last week or a couple weeks, a couple ago? weeks ago i think and roman beat the shit out of brock left right. him laying in his own blood 
And I thought that would be the moment that Brock flipped the switch of like, okay, you know what? No more fun times. Mm-hmm. I'm here to murder you. And like Brock did come out very serious. Oh, yeah. The next SmackDown. And then it just, this, again, we got back into like Brock Lesnar's just having fun. Mm-hmm. And it's it's weird because there doesn't seem to be like a personal element to this. This is supposed right. to be, this is being billed as the biggest match in WrestleMania history. No. No, it's not though. No, it, it's just, it's not. There's just, because one, we've seen this match at WrestleMania already mm-hmm. more than once. And two, there just doesn't seem to, like, it just seems silly in a yes. way. Like, it's going to be a great match. They'll put on a great show. But this, there's just something, and we still do have a couple weeks, but there just feels like there's something missing. And, and if, if there's anyone that's going to figure out what that piece is, I trust Paul Heyman to figure that out. Yeah, I agree with that. But you got two weeks. Yeah, two weeks. But the good thing about that is Brock's on Raw, Roman's on SmackDown. So in reality, we don't well, just Brock have... Brock is wherever the fuck he wants to be. Right. So we have potentially four shows yeah. left to figure that out. So that's nice. And then we also, talking about somebody who's on both shows, McAfee and Theory have an in-ring promo. They have a face-to-face where McAfee is going to apologize to Theory. And his apology is just straight up, I'm sorry I beat your ass last week. So Pat McAfee... I'm a huge fan. Of course. Anybody that listens to this knows this. Pat McAfee had one of the best promos I've heard in a long time. He really did. Because well, he comes what happens out, when you're a fan and then also put in here. Like, like and he guy, knows how to talk on a mic. We can't deny that. speaks for a living. Yes. He has so much personality. And, like, there was a promo that he cut on Twitter, like, a few weeks ago. It's, like, six minutes long. And he kind of does the same promo here. And I talked about it on the podcast. Like, go watch that because there is a passion for wrestling that Pat McAfee has that he very easily translates in all of his promos. And he kind of just does the same thing here. Like, when he was a kid, he wanted to be a wrestler. Mm -hmm. And professional football got in the way. And then he wanted to be a professional wrestler. And then stand-up comedy got in the way. And then he wanted to be a professional wrestler and podcasting got in the way. So, like, his dream has always been this right but he's been so successful at everything he's tried i 100 percent believe that pat mcafee could be a superstar yeah and like a full-time wwe superstar vince is giving him that vince sees that potential vince sees what he does on the mic he sees how much people are behind him and like vince mcmahon went on his show such a rare occurrence went on his show is putting him against theory who is obviously vince's man right now and you know like it's going to look great it's going to be a great match i'm very curious about where on the card it's going to fall because i don't know if it's like somewhere in the middle i I don't think it's going to be a pre-show match by any means i don't think it's going to open the show it's definitely not going to close the show but are they going to make it like bathroom break because i feel like it can't be i don't know i don't know i'm very curious about where and which day it falls on the card like either way and i I think they'll probably i think i would say saturday okay um just so like pat has time to like recover and get back to the podcast on monday but i think pat mcafee is just he's he just is that special kind of guy that like this is the perfect person to have as a celebrity in a celebrity match like we have three Celebrity matches. We mm-hmm. talked about this last week. And, like, Logan Paul is is also very good at creating heat. Yeah. But, like, Pat McAfee, just he wants this, man. And, mm-hmm. he, and we know that he's good at this because we've seen him with, you know, actually have a feud with Adam Cole in NXT. Yes. It's like we know he's good at this shit. We know he can actually do this shit. The difference is, one, I don't, Vince can't afford him. 
on a, no. like, on a talent contract. The guy no makes way. so much money with his podcast. But if Pat McAfee wants to do this, Vince will give him the opportunity because like Vince sent him out with sent him out to the ring with a live mic and gave him time. Yes. Yeah. And he handled that time beautifully. He handled the what chance. His cadence was incredible. The storytelling was incredible. And then he gets interrupted, and then he just, I mean, hit, like, he turned it on, like, the seriousness. Yes. Very quick. Very good promo all around. Uh, we also had Charlotte come out with a promo with a message for Rhonda. Obviously, Rhonda's going to come out. They brawl. And, like, people keep, see- I keep seeing this everywhere, that people are saying that this is going to be such a dominant main event for night one. And, like, I am just not sold on that. I am not as hyped for this match as I, I've been seeing other people be. A little bit of me thinks that it is just WWE writers putting those out so yeah. that people are trying to get behind it. But, I mean, some people are. Some people really like Ronda Rousey. Some there people really Ronda like Rousey Charlotte F- Flair. Yeah. I am not as behind those two women as other people. Like, I still... S- like, I firmly believe that Becky and Bianca should be a main event. And if it's not going to be on night two, because we know that's going to be Brock and Roman, it should be on night one. Why are we putting Charlotte and Ronda on there? It doesn't make any sense to me. We've already talked about it plenty of times. No, I, I don't I don't think Charlotte and Ronda is going to main event. I do think night one is going to be Kevin Owens and Stone Cold as your main event. Uh, but yeah, I don't think Charlotte and Ronda is actually going to be a good match. No. Just, so from what we've seen in ring from Ronda since she's returned, it hasn't been much, but she's overly reliant on the person that she's wrestling. Yes. Charlotte is a fantastic wrestler. Of course. She's Charlotte Flair. As we've seen in the past, Charlotte wrestles to the level of her opponent. Yeah. That is not a good sign. No. Because, like, we, I mean, her and Nia Jax wrestling was like water and oil. Oh god, that was that shit just didn't work. But like when you awful. see matches with Charlotte and Sasha, it's just it's amazing. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we had like I think the one time like Charlotte and Alexa fought, and it was actually really good. And I just I don't think that Charlotte is going to be able to carry Ronda to a match that's going to be worthy of that main event level spot. Right. And I don't think they should put him in that because everything that they've done it just it's everything has fallen flat the contract signing fell flat last week's weird brawl fell flat this whole like i'm gonna make you tap out no i'm gonna make you tap out like there's nothing interesting about any of this and then ronda like comes out this week like angry and like you know what i wanted to bring up charlotte in her promo said that like you can't something about how something that you have said on this podcast that like ronda is like you can't like, she has, like, a fake passion for this. Yes. And I, I've said that plenty of times, and I stand by like that. Charlotte is a real wrestler. Charlotte has a real passion for this. And, like, it was kind of just a dig at Ronda that, like, do you really want to be here? That's the thing. Like, Ronda has not sold that to me. Charlotte Flair, I'm not and originally a... she did. When Ronda first started, yeah. we and, all felt like, oh, this is fucking awesome. I love Ronda's music, so you'd think that I'd be hype as hell whenever she comes out. And I do, but then I also get, like, genuinely annoyed. Like, Charlotte Flair I'm not a fan of because she's a heel. I'm not supposed to be a fan of her. No. And they do a really good job selling that. She does a great job as a heel. You gotta give it to her. She's Charlotte fucking Flair. She's going to be amazing in the ring that she is. And But uh, Ronda just, why would I want you here if you don't want to be here? And I stand by that. Yeah, I Charlotte just kind of said that same yes. thing. Yes. When promo. she said that, I was like, that's exactly, exactly it. Like, she has no passion to be here. Everybody else does. Everybody else loves what they're doing. And she seems like she's just here because she, like, is Ronda Rousey. She's Ronda Rousey and, yeah. like, she kind of likes it. 
But, like, that's not enough. But you know what was absolutely amazing on this show? I have to get off Charlotte and Rhonda because I just don't care. Well, I'll tell you what's amazing on, on SmackDown. Yes. Rick fucking Boogs. Listen, there is a reason is Pat McAfee is so far behind superstar. this man. Right. Right. Like, like. Pat McAfee, first off, I will say it in Slime Blue in the face, we need a little camera on him when Rick Boogs comes out. Yeah, because he was air guitaring Michael Cole this week. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. But Boogs, oh my God, we said it last week, absolutely impressive how this man works. He gorilla presses Umberto and then curls, curls, Angel. Yeah, what? so he curls him into his finish, which is the pump handle slam, which I love. This guy... So we, we've been on the, I have personally been on the Boogs train for a long time. It took you some time to come around. Yeah, because I was fine. like, who is this guy? It's fine. About it, though. I'm so here for it. This, so he is out here. When he comes out, he has like that, hey, yo, hey, yo, he gets the crowd involved. The crowd is so hot for Rick Boogs. Oh, it's yeah. wild. It's this crazy. guy is, he has just everything you could possibly want. He is strong as shit. He has an insane amount of charisma. He's super entertaining. He can actually slay on the fucking guitar. Yes. And, like, his moveset is awesome because he is so unbelievably strong. Yes. Like, just, he is so perfect. He's, like, just the perfect prototype of what you'd think Vince McMahon wants Mm -hmm. in a wrestler. And, like, I think he could do so many different things. Like, you could put him in a suit and he could be a heel, but he's super fucking strong. Mm-hmm. You could put him in his outfit now and he could be a just an insanely entertaining face. I love Rick Boogs. The crowd loves Rick Boogs. And I think that this year is going to show a lot in terms of how much WWE actually can get behind him. Like, if you put the actual, like, WWE machine behind this man, he will have endorsements. He will be a crossover star. I agree with that. He can be an absolute, like, main event level star. And I like this weird pairing between him and Shinsuke. Like, they look like they shouldn't pair together, and they pair so well together. And they're just like, I I don't know, man. It's just so good. They get this win, and then, like, that was the best. That was so great. And then everything else that happened on Raw, I really, I don't care. Drew, Drew and the Viking Raiders win cool uh we know drew's going to be lined up for roman eventually that's come out ridge holland gets another win i'm still unsure that's about just, it's just annoying i'll right. just just throw it away i'm still unsure about the name butch but i do like that they're using him they're trying to make him look like he's a very like strong guy we had uh sheamus restraining him multiple times from trying to attack uh kofi and then you know we eventually get natty and Shayna added into this wrestlemania tag team match for all the women we have mania coming up april 2nd and april 3rd it's going to be a stupendous day days two days we have roman reigns versus brock lesnar to it's funny i keep seeing to unify the universal and wwe titles but then also i still keep seeing winner takes all so like at this point what is it nobody i don't think they know I honestly don't think they know what they plan on doing because you still have to have a title on both shows. Right, and I have seen WWE posting Unify, but then also, like, the next post is Winner Takes All. So, like... They honestly, just because of the way they love to use hyperbole and pronouns, Mm -hmm. they might mean both. Yeah. Like, Winner Take All, and it's just one title. Like, they just love to add... Like, could it's the greatest match of all time. It's unifying. It's, It's They just like to add more hyperbole and pronouns to 
like what we're actually going to be watching. Right. Then we also have Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey. We already said for the SmackDown Women's title, we're not here for it. Uh, Bianca Belair versus Becky Lynch for the Raw Women's title. Going to be a better match. Naomi and Sasha versus Carmella and Zelina versus Liv and Rhea versus now Natty and Shayna for the Women's Tag Team title. Do you think that's it or do you think they're going to add more in here in the next week or two? No, I, th- I think that's it. I think it's just like, let's get as many women on, on the card as yeah. possible. And, like, we still might have, like, a battle royal of oh, some yeah. kind. Oh, yeah. They um, usually with, have, like, an Andre battle royal, don't yeah, they? they might have, like, another one with all, like, the remaining women. We also have the Usos versus Shinsuke and Boogs for the SmackDown Tag Team ch- uh, titles. Edge versus AJ Styles. Sami Zayn versus Johnny Knoxville. Austin Theory versus Pat McAfee. Drew McIntyre versus Happy Corbin. The Miz and Logan Paul versus the Mysterios. Stone Cold Steve Austin on the Kevin Owens show, and still nothing for Gretchen Wieners, Seth Rollins. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Uh, I don't know, man. I do hope that we see Cody Rhodes. There's obviously no time to build up. You have to, here's the thing: it has to be Cody because it has to. you have nothing for Seth freaking Rollins. Yeah, and that's crazy. Is, is it Veer? No, no. <laughs> like it has to be Cody. Oh, you can't put. Not. You can't. One, you can't have Seth Rollins off the card when he's healthy. Two, you can't have him in a nothing match. Right. And if you're not going to build anything, at least make it a moment. Yeah, at least so, make like, it something big. Tell you know, I don't even care at this point if you just have on Raw Sonya and Adam Pearce. Just be like, listen, here, just go out there with an open challenge. Yeah. You know, pick somebody. It doesn't, or have somebody just randomly come out. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter at this point. But I mean, they keep. At the end of the show, they did say Seth Rollins' hopes are dashed, dashing Cody Rhodes. Yep. It's turned into a nightmare, the nightmare Cody yep. Rhodes. They keep throwing those things out there. Like, you don't tease like this. Like, this is very much equivalent to when AEW was advertising CM Punk without advertising CM yes. Punk. Yes. That's exactly right. That's exactly what it feels like. We are obviously very excited for WrestleMania, even though there are some matches that we've made it clear we are not excited about. It is a two-day event. It is the biggest time in the wrestling world, in the wrestling universe. Everybody who's anybody plus non-wrestling fans will be watching WrestleMania. It's going to be fantastic. We have one more week before the go-home shows, so we'll probably have another show in between our sole WrestleMania show. And, I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm really excited for it. I can't wait. Of course. It's going to be a banger both nights. Hopefully, you know, it's living up to stupendous. So, please make sure to follow us everywhere at HeBookSheBook. Like, review, subscribe, wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening, guys.